Welcome to the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. To stay connected, go to revivaltoday.com. And now, here is Evangelist Jonathan. All right, let's do questions. Hit the little question mark talk bubble. Favorite topic to preach on. I'm not trying to sound ultra spiritual, but I, I, I don't get to preach on what I like to preach on. When I, when I come into the meeting, something comes up in my spirit to preach on that night. So a lot of times, even if I think I'm going to preach on something, I've been like meditating on it all day. It changes based on who's in the room. Okay. See you soon, Lyric. Neha. Okay. Got you. God bless you. What's up, Victor? What's up, Pastor Stan? Love you. Hmm. The best preacher on planet Earth today. I don't I don't think there's a lot of preachers, you know. It seems like preaching there was a lot of preachers than than teaching. Um, there's like a movement in that direction, and I think it's swinging back the other way a little bit now. I wouldn't want to say who the best one is. As far as a preacher goes, somebody that like lets it rip. Dr. Polonici, you might have to put him number one. I'm no expert. Okay, here come the questions. What are your thoughts on the story of Balaam? I have no thoughts. I just read it. I believe it. Will the women have the rain conference in Fort Worth as well? They'll probably, yeah, I mean, there's going to be women's and men's events and all that at the church. It's not like you're going to be expected to commute to Pittsburgh. But then there will also be stuff like what no eye has seen. I'm not going to have two of them. So there will be stuff that's combined. Churches. There will be rain women in Fort Worth and Pittsburgh. And it's great having you at the church, by the way. What's the best way to approach someone wearing an evil eye while evangelizing? I don't know. I, I would more look for people that are receptive. Where can I send my testimony? Um, send it to me on, on Instagram. On a message. I think my messages are open to everybody. <coughs> I need help. Can you explain how someone could lose their salvation? Yes, it's very simple. If you continue in sin, you will uh, sin your way straight to hell. Not uh, difficult. <laughs> not 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 difficult to understand. Sorry for the sneezing. But it's an involuntary reaction. You know, remember that all the um all the warnings in the New Testament were written back to Christian Christians in church. Let me tell you, as I've told you before, that no sexually immoral person, no adulterer, those who practice witchcraft. On down the line, we'll enter the kingdom of heaven. That's that's not written to sinners. Where's your chain? It's in the, in the other room. I'm going to throw it on for you. 
I thought people might enjoy one without it. Can you explain? This is a good question. First Corinthians 14, 34 and 35 about women being told to keep silent in church. I truly don't understand it. If this applies to today or the original context. Well, that would have to be addressed. Now you can't, you can't say this about everything the Bible says, because that's, if you just take this as a pat argument, then that's how you do away with the Bible's teaching on morality is just say, well, Paul was just saying that to them. But in this case, you can say that. Because you have instances of women not staying silent in the church in the New Testament. Aquila and Priscilla preached. Philip had four unmarried daughters who were prophets. They didn't write their prophecies down. They spoke their prophecies. In the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Supernaturally inspired speech in public. But apparently they were having a problem in Corinth. So that would be my explanation. Um, good to see you, Leslie. Not a question. I just want to say thanks for your ministry material. I've just hit breakthrough. That's, that makes me happy. Couldn't happen to a nicer person. Thanks for the haircut in the spring. Have you heard of... No, I haven't. I I have now though. I'll check him out. Favorite Saturday Night Live skit. Um I like Lunch Lady with Adam Sandler and Chris Farley, and then also um It never made it to air, but if you do, um, if you look it up on, it was on the Best of Will Ferrell DVD and it's on YouTube, type in Will Ferrell Old Prospector, and that would be also my favorite. Thanks, Pastor Cliff. Great job in New Zealand. What's your favorite Bible translation? Thank you. Uh, I would do Amplified Classic to study and New Living Translation to preach. Man, things slow today. One last question. How can someone lose their salvation if they're born of incorruptible seed? Well, it sounds like you don't want an answer. It sounds like you want to argue. So I, I told you the answer. So if you, if you believe you can get saved and then enter into sin and not lose your salvation because you were born of incorruptible seed, then knock yourself out. And we'll see who was right on Judgment Day. Without holiness, no man will see God. So you can come up with whatever scriptures you want outside of that. <laughs> Any tips on studying? Do it as often as you can. What was your KD? It's very low. It's embarrassing. Any tips on why, why are these not going away? Can you explain... Sending in the gap, standing in the gap. You have to, if you're going to agree with someone in prayer, you can intercede for people. 
someone has to want to be healed. So you, you'd intercede for them. You can't force healing on people. What do you think God is doing in Eastern Europe? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand Christians in general, to be honest with you. I feel like I'm from another planet. I don't, I don't know what that means. Think the Phillies can get back to the World Series. That's more my speed. Yeah. I mean, in baseball, all you need to do is be hot in the playoffs. If you make it to the playoffs, it's, 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 uh, you know, people go cold. All you have to do is go into a four game slump, which any hitter can do. Pitcher have a bad night. So yeah, the Phillies can make it back. I have a friend who is religious, but he doesn't believe in falling out in the spirit. I do, but I don't know how to explain to him. Just let him not believe in it. It's unimportant. How do you decide which churches to go speak at? Do people just contact you and request you to come speak? Yeah, I get invitations, and then, uh, then you know, because there's only so much time. And plus, it's almost like um, in the old days, I needed a reason not to go. But now I need a reason to go because I have, especially with two churches now, I have plenty going on in Texas and Pittsburgh if I never left Texas or Pittsburgh again. So it needs to be somebody that I believe in and that we're of like precious faith and they're not nervous and they'll actually let a meeting run because I, I don't have to go anywhere. So I, if I go, I want it to be somebody that's worth investing in. That's going to take it and run with it. Yeah, you can. Con- if somebody wants to do an invitation, they can do it on our website, revivaltoday.com. If you ever take a vacation, I just took one last week. Hey, Kansas City, how to step in the full time ministry? I'd start with the doors that are open to you and develop it until it becomes so much that you um you can't work another job or anything because you're overwhelmed by the amount of open doors you have. If you're young, then the answer, if you've not gone to Bible college, the, the first step is to go to Bible school and finish Bible school. What's the craziest, funniest thing you've heard Camila say? My daughter? <laughs> I can't tell it. But it's a funny one. Hey, Montreal. Somebody said, how do you decide which church to go to? Um, You know, everything has to do with the leading of the Spirit. And I know that's a general vague thing, but... It has to be somebody that's hungry. It seems like there's some... some, um, invitations you get that the pastor's not hungry. They've heard you're a good speaker and you know, they know you'll you'll do a good good job so they just come and do a service, but basically like fit into our guidelines, be done at a certain time. I have no interest in that. I want somebody that I like doing week long meetings. You know? Like like I'm I'm doing here in Texas where it has time to grow and you, you you can't do you can't have a one night revival or a two night revival. Thank you. I love this house too. They did a great job picking it out and decorating it. 
How long do you think before the rapture? 2,000 years from Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years from Abraham to the birth of the church, and you're going to come to the 2,000-year mark at about 2,033 or 34. I don't think it's an accident that the Antichrist spirit has uh, <coughs> Agenda 2030 in place to have the whole infrastructure set up for 2030. But it doesn't have to even be that long. I'm ordained under the Church of God. Would you recommend it? You don't have to change. Um, you don't have to leave your organization to join up with Pastor Rodney. It's a it's a fellowship. It's not exclusive. No question. I love and miss you. Same here. I remember you from South Africa. You're you're a super nice lady. I'm proud of you. Is it better to ask what God is saying to America? No, it's just, you know, when, when people ask the question, what is God doing? God's not doing it. There's a, there's a message you should watch on YouTube. It's by Dr. Fred Price. It's called, What New Thing Is God Doing? He isn't doing anything new. The, the church has been charged with the exact same thing for 2,000 years. We're not waiting on, if you want to know what God's doing, just read the Bible. There's nothing to figure out outside of the word. He wants people saved. He wants people delivered. He wants people filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants people healed. He wants people to live in victory. That That's the same in Eastern Europe, Africa, Japan, everywhere. You know, I, I don't, you're not going to enjoy my ministry if you like, um, we're coming into a season of signs and wonders. Okay, so then, and then the season goes away. We're coming into a season of healing. Then what? Then, there, then healing goes away. All things have been given. All things are ready. The table's set. Could you please share more about your story about meeting with an angel? Not right now. But if you keep watching me, I'll do it. I love you. Cowboy boots, I, um, I, I'm pretty much done wearing shoes with heels, even dress shoes. If you notice, I've been wearing driving loafers because I don't, I don't like heels. I don't like how it makes, it makes my legs and back tired and flat shoes. I can like stand forever and feel great. So no cowboy boots. And then I kind of feel like if I preach in a cowboy hat, it's a little pandering me being from up north. So I haven't been doing it, but sometimes I'm in the mood and I'll, I'll throw one on. Hey, Daniel. Uh, I play on Xbox, which I can't recover my freaking um, gamer tag. So I'm going to have to start from scratch with games and stuff. How do you get your name out there as an evangelist after Bible school? By doing a good job at the opportunities you're afforded. Word will travel fast if you have good meetings. If people get saved or healed or filled with the Holy Ghost, so few people have that happen in their meetings that people will find out about it quickly. Will you and be doing men's and women? Yes. I mean, I haven't even done a men's conference in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure I will. Please. Okay. I don't know what you want me to do. You're a young footballer aiming to become a professional footballer, but no help. What would you like me to do? Fly to your house and train you? 
and get bad training because I also don't know how to become a professional footballer. You're on the wrong live stream. I'm 16 and go to my parents' grave. Uh, oh, I said to go to your parents' church. It's not worth sacrificing your relationship with your parents. You're not in charge of your uh, of your life yet. You're under your parents' authority, so just go to their church and don't give them a hard time about it. Just don't get lukewarm. Having a hard time finding a church wife and I can agree on. Wife believes things in the Pentecostal church are heresy, unwilling to budge on the stance. Any recommendations? Sounds like you did a bang-up job uh, picking a spouse that you're equally yoked with. Great job. Yeah, maybe these are these are things to address before marriage. <laughs> with all due respect, what the hell were you thinking? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, I, I I really don't. What's the best way to get over a girl? I'm 16 and very sad. Mm. Video games? Get that new game. Um, What's that new game? Starfield? Get that and you'll forget about life, period. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to answer questions like that. Hey, uh, having a little problem. I'm Pentecostal, but my wife thinks... Um, Speaking in tongues is of the devil, and that when I do that, I'm demon possessed. Any any thoughts? Yes, maybe not. Maybe not the best yoke. Any suggestions on a great Bible with concords? Dake annotated reference Bible. Do you ever play Xbox with friends of yours? Yes, I do, and uh, that way I'm I can I'm free to behave as I'd like. Without, without hurting anybody's feelings or anything. In general, I don't understand men today. I don't like the man is the head of the home. You know, when I get these guys like my wife. Uh, doesn't think we shouldn't. She, she, I feel to move. My wife says she won't move. It's like, who, the, who did you marry? Is she wearing a black pointy hat? Does she fly around in a broom and laugh wickedly as she flies past the moon? I, I don't get it. Have you been to Brazil? I've been to Texas State, Brazil. Is it possible to turn your life around financially, whether through a job or business from now to December? Mm. Depends how much it needs turned around. Anything's possible. It's always possible to turn things around. It starts by making different decisions. I think I am um, on YouTube. I think I, uh, I just did like, I can't remember what the title is. It's on the last Spider-Thon. I did one on like steps to turn your life around financially. If you look it up, Jonathan Shuttlesworth YouTube channel. Somebody said plant seed in the Lord, but there's more to it than that. 
I would, I would get my book, Financial Overflow. If you do those 10 things, it's impossible for your situation not to turn around. My friend David, is there any reason why some churches don't wash feet after communion? Why do some and, and, and some don't? I come from Romanian traditional church. Is it a traditional thing or a biblical thing? Let me ask you, David, if you're on. When you say you come from a Romanian church, do they wash feet at the Romanian church or not? Thank you. <laughs> this is one. Okay, you want, you want to hear my honest answer? This is one of the only things in the Bible or in ministry that I don't do. And I can't tell you why I don't do it other than I don't like it. I'm not washing people's feet. Okay, so the fact that I grew up in a church that doesn't do foot washing, I never looked into it because I'm happy to not do it. I, if I, if somebody was hardcore on foot washing, yeah, like, okay, you said you do it. Okay, so like, say the, the people from the Romanian church came to me and said, the Bible talks about washing feet and we do it. Why don't you do it? I couldn't tell them. You know, like, I have no answer other than, I don't even like touching my, I don't even wash my own feet. Whatever runs onto my feet from the shower, like the, the sun's coming down my legs, that's all they're getting. I'm not sure I can reach my feet. <laughs> so that, you know, my feet are on my own. And so if I feel that way about my feet, you, I have, I'm not touching people's feet. I mean, I, If Jesus came to me, I was like, listen, one thing you lack, you've not been washing people's feet, and I need you to start, then I, I would reluctantly obey. But it, it would be the hardest thing. I would rather give every dollar in my bank account away right now and my watch than wash one person's, one foot of one other person. You know how they have those vomit buckets for people for deliverance services? I would have to have a vomit bucket if we had a foot washing service because I would never stop puking. There's there's a couple of things that I know would make me puke. That would make me puke. Another thing that makes me puke, my mom um, would have me walk the dog when I was in fourth grade. And we lived in a, in a um, housing development, so you had to pick the dog's poop up. And I'm telling you, I didn't do this to get out of doing it. If the wind hit the fresh turd and drove it up my nostrils, immediately I puke. Like, it's not even, it's like, <laughs> like the second it hits my nostrils, I puke. So my mom saw me do that a couple of times. She's like, you don't have to walk the dog anymore. I'll do it. Because I, I threw up every time. I can't do it. There's certain things that just immediately make me throw up. You know, um, I, speaking of it, there was a, uh, sorry, I can't give you a better answer, David. That is one thing, like the leaders from your Romanian church, like pinned me on it. <laughs> I, they would, they would, they'd pin me. I don't have a reason why we don't wash feet. I'm not saying there's not a reason. I'm sure there is a doctrinal reason, but I don't know it. And I have never cared to look into it because I'm happy to not do it. Um, which is a really bad answer. Do you remember when they made a new movie? I think it was like 2008 or 9. They came out with another movie. 
called rent. Ashley said, well, did you ever change Camila's diaper? Not one time. I told Adalis about my puking situation when it comes to poop before I got her pregnant. And I said, just so you know, I'll ha- I will never change. I've never washed Adalis' feet. Are you out of your mind? I, I would do that. She's, you know, I- I'm attracted there, so that's not a big deal. But um, as far as changing diapers goes, but I haven't washed Adalis' feet. I, w- I would be open to washing Adalis' feet. I'll make that one one change. Because Adalis is super clean and she's like pretty. I like her. Feminine. But I mean, I'm telling you, if I had to wash some deacon's feet, oh my God, I, I, I would switch religions. Temporarily, until that service was over. <laughs> and then I'd come back. I'd come back the second week of every month if I w- lived in a Romanian church and I would just say, keep me in prayer. See, like the first week of every month, I just really struggle in my spiritual life, but I'm back now. I feel like I'm going to have a really good three weeks. And then I feel like, I feel a valley time coming back on <laughs> the, the beginning next week. So anyway, no, I never changed one of the Dallas's diapers. You know, I, I like doing these questions and answers because they take their own, uh, they take their own thing, their own trail. So I never changed one of Camila's diapers, but I was upfront with the Dallas about it. I said, listen, I'm never going to change one of our daughter's diapers. And I said, basically, I wish the Dallas was on this part. I said, basically, you're going to be like a single mother for two and a half years that's getting child support payments. That's how I'm going to help. I'm going to make sure you have plenty of money. What's up, Valley? I'm going to make sure you have plenty of money, but you're going to do everything. I said, but then as soon as she's old enough, as soon as she gets potty trained, and like can like respond to verbal commands and stuff. I said, I'll make up for lost time. I'll take her with me everywhere. Because I like kids, but I just, I can't smell poop. I can't do it. I, I puke immediately. It's not like I start feeling sick and it starts coming up. I'm telling you, the second the smell of poop wafts into my nostrils, I projectile vomit. Like, like the second. The second it hits my nose. It's not even like a vomit. Like, it's like, like that. So I can't walk a dog and pick up the poop. I can't I can't change a diaper. I can't do it. It's not that I won't do it. I can't do it. So there's some secrets about me that you now know. So I was like, um, Adalas, Adalas is a great lady. You know, as m- many of you have probably been able to put together by now that she had very little help from me <laughs> in, in any areas. I, Adalis owns two toolboxes. Her dad's a mechanic. She fixes everything around the house. She changes light bulbs. She changes the fire um, detector. In fact, in one of the homes, the fire detector won't stop, or the smoke detector won't stop going off. See now, I even called it a fire detector. Like like a, like English is my second language. It it won't stop going off, and so I um just unhooked it and took the wires out because I don't even know how to change the battery. I don't know where you get nine volt batteries from. My grandmother once said, once you're done preaching, they should just put you in a cage because you're not good for anything else. And as mean as that sounds, she wasn't lying. I, I have no usable skills in life. 
outside of preaching. I can drive a car. Um, it's about it. I'm not very strong. I can't lift much weight. Uh, what else can I not do? <laughs> I can just preach. This so can pray for people. So, anyway, I don't know how your question about foot washing devolved into this long rambling response about my feelings on defecation, but I'll tell you who probably knows the answer to your question is if Pastor Michael from California is on, he probably could answer that. He he knows his stuff. That's one area of the Bible. I was actually just thinking about that a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, I don't I don't know anything about foot washing and why I don't do it. All I know is I'm happy to not do it. Maybe that's what um maybe that's what people feel like when they hear me teach on tithing and offerings. It's like I don't know why I don't tithe or give offerings, but I'm happy to not do it. And then when I lay it out in the Bible about it being like a basic requirement of Christianity, they're like, uh oh. Maybe I maybe I get it now. Yeah, David said we follow it because Jesus sat said he set an example for us to follow, and there's a blessing when we do it. That's what I mean. Like, I know it's in the Bible. I, I If I wanted to make the case for foot washing, I could do it. I don't know how to make a case against foot washing. The only case is that I just don't do it, which is not a case. What does Pastor Michael say? Can you come on, Michael? Uh, there. Did it invite him? <clears throat> Try again. Hello? <laughs> Do you know the answer? Uh, what the why we're supposed to wash no. feet but why we don't you don't do it at your church right no, i've never done it at my church no so why don't you like if somebody from the romanian church came and was like you know jesus did it and jesus said it's something more to do and there's a blessing for it why don't you do it what would your answer be? uh well john 13 where jesus did it he continues his context all the way through chapter 16 and in chapter 15 he says you are clean because of the words I have spoken unto you. And so the foot washing was more, I would say it was more of a type and shadow type thing. It was more representative. Because remember, Peter said, wash my head also. And Jesus said, if I washed your feet, you're good, bro. Like, you know, Peter wanted a full bath and Jesus got weirded out by it. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, my answer would be from John 15. You are clean because of the words I have spoken unto you. So that's that's kind of my basic answer. And then I would compare that feet washing also to how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the gospel to peace. So I believe it was representative of the fact that they're now clean and ready to carry the gospel. See, but if I, I feel like in hearing you say that, because that's what I've heard too, but I feel like if I wanted to, I could like crush that argument. Don't you? Don't you feel like even in saying that, if you wanted to take the other end of it, it's almost like the cessationist version for the speaking in tongues it's like that type of weakness against foot washing no you know what i mean yeah let me say this when i was in the philippines i uh i did wash feet once in a service because i really felt in my spirit the lord told me to 
and it took me like two weeks to obey. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't done it since, so I would definitely need to feel that leading. But like you said, I'm not against it. I don't think a church is wrong for doing it, but I, I haven't done it and I'm glad I haven't felt the leading to do it again. <laughs> I, I, I know there must be like a very good answer. Maybe there's not a very good answer. Maybe maybe we're missing the boat. But man, I know they're big on it in South Africa. They have foot washing services, and I I did a pastor there that somebody killed his brother, and and the Lord had him go to prison and wash the guy the guy that killed his brother's feet in oh, prison, wow. and it made, made the guy cry. Which I respect. In in theory, I'm for people doing it. But yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm the same way. Is there? An, I can't think of an example in the Book of Acts um, where they did it. Um, yeah, that. I mean, can you? It's true. You know, so I don't know if it was a regular thing that people did. That's true. Maybe I, you know what? I think that's the argument of why it's not an ordinance of the church is because there there isn't one in the Book of Acts, right? And it's not dealt with in the epistles, right? Where, right. Yeah, communion, where communion is, is. Yeah, communion is. Baptism is. Laying like, hands. Tithing. Anointing with oil is in James. Yeah. Or no, anointing with oil. Yeah, it's in James. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't see it represented outside of John thirteen. So, like you said, I'm I'm not against it, but my answer would be John fifteen. You're clean because of the words I've spoken unto you. <laughs> yeah. So, like to to David, I wouldn't um. Like, if I went to your Romanian church and they were washing feet, it's not like I'd have my arms crossed being like, these people have no clue what they're doing. Right. It's like, no, go for yeah. it. But I'm glad I have like a little ground to stand on where I don't have to do it. <laughs> Just the slightest bit of theological ground. Anything. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing is that it's not carried on. That that. That is what you brought up. That is it. It's because you don't see it carried on in the early church. It's like never referenced again. It's like, yeah, so then that is, now that you say it, and then then they go into that. It, it's not carried on, and then Jesus said, now I've made you clean. So he washed their feet then, but then now I've made you clean by the word I've spoken over you. That's true. Having said that, I don't think, you know, it's not like I'm against all the South African churches doing it, or if they do it in the Philippines or wherever else, or Romanian church, go for it. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of feet. When my wife started asking me to give her foot rubs, I bought her a little foot machine that would rub her feet for her because I'm not a foot guy. <laughs> I um, I don't like washing. Period. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of hygiene. <laughs> I like reluctantly brush my teeth every day. <laughs> and so. All right, buddy. Thanks for popping on. Yeah. I love you. You said you're coming to Texas. Yeah, th- Thursday. I'll fly out early Thursday. I'll be there Thursday night. That's awesome. I, I, I appreciate you coming. I can't wait. I'm excited. All right. Love you, man. Have a great day. Love you, too. Do I take you off? I don't know how to take you off. Hold on. I'm going to figure this out. All right. Right, he's off. I don't want to take people off again. I hope that, hope that helps. All right, let's see if we have any other questions. Kept you all long enough. Would you 
say Latino women are the strongest? I mean, I'm going to turn. I don't know if you can say that. They're, they're not weak. I can tell you that. In general. So. Adult. And mother and everything. I'll, I'll say that. I can't speak for every many million Latino women there. How are you and Sean Foyt doing? Well, I've never had any contact with Sean Foyt. You know, as many of you know, I made a joke earlier this year. Um, it was when that submarine crashed. Sometimes, like, a joke comes to me that I think is funny. Not necessarily anyone else thinks it's funny. And I, that used to be all I basically used Twitter for, was I would just put insane things out on the internet. So when that submarine crashed, I thought of a joke that I thought I, I thought it was kind of funny. I wrote, um, it's a shame that that submarine crashed while Sean Foyt's hair is still safely on land. Well, a lot of people don't get jokes. They don't understand. They just like, it's like people just get offended. So Sean was upset. He said, how could you make a joke about the submarine crash? What did about the submarine, the subject of the joke. If you're in the comments, what would the subject of that joke be? I said, it's a shame that the submarine crashed. Wow. What's the thing being mocked? It's not the death of the people in the submarine. It's Sean Floyd's hair. So little joke. He got very upset. So then um, I, I did like a broadcast on it. And I said how I wasn't going to say anything else about him anymore. Because obviously if someone doesn't enjoy being roasted and you keep doing it, then it's, it's just bullying. So I didn't think it was that big a deal. He's not a child. He's, he's like... Uh, what late thirties or forty or whatever around my age? You're not mocking something that someone can't change. I don't really. I don't even mock people for being like fat and change that, but it takes a long time, and it's very difficult. But like, if you make fun of somebody for wearing purple pants, they chose to do that. If you make fun of somebody for wearing like wearing their hair long and curly. It's not, I'm not saying like not to. It's just it's a joke. It's something you can change. You're not mocking someone for like missing their arm or being paralyzed or something like you know that that's not funny. Then the other thing is somebody might not think what I said was funny, which is fine. Just don't think it's funny. I don't I don't understand how it, why Christians if they don't think something's funny, how dare you call yourself a man of God and make a joke like that? I read and hear stuff all the time. I don't think it's funny. And just go about my day. So. Um, he got upset. So I said I wasn't going to do anything else. But then. My cousin. Um, sent me this. Not Teddy. It's another cousin I have. He sent me a Photoshop picture of me with Sean Floyd's hair. And it. It, it looked funny. And I thought no. I'm not going to post it. And I let the whole day go by. And when I woke up in the morning, I was still thinking about it and how funny it was. So I sent it to Pastor Rodney. And Pastor Rodney said, you've got to post this. 
So I thought, well, if you're not upset about it and you're my overseer, I'm posting it. So I, I heard that when I posted that picture of me with Sean Foyter, that's when he like really had enough. Like he was going to call me and kind of sort things out on the phone. And then when he, from what I've heard secondhand, it, it's uh when he saw me post that he like is not happy. So I don't know. I don't have a problem. I'm sure he has a problem with me and arguably rightfully so, but I don't have a problem with him. I wasn't, you know, any time I've ever written a joke about somebody else in the ministry, people always write like, he's actually an awesome man of God. It's like, I'm not joking them. I'm not, that's not my way of like maligning their ministry. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's just a joke. In the Northeast, where I'm from, you joke people you like, and you don't have any interaction with people you don't like. And I understand it's not, not that way in California or in the South, but I don't think it's a big deal. Obviously, if somebody doesn't enjoy something, I'm not going to keep doing it. Because then it's just me, but th that's, that's, that's how me and uh, Sean are doing sure he hates my guts but i actually don't have any you know he's never done anything to me i don't obviously i'm not upset with him or anything did camilla take like the little texas bracelet go daddy made for hmm. i'd have to see it again because I, I don't remember i just sorry sorry that i don't remember i'm sure she loved it i've never seen a, a camilla get anything that she didn't just flip out over Have a brother who's interested in talks about aliens. I know it's demonic, and I pointed to the word. But he's still whatever about it. Do you have any suggestions on how to talk to him about this? I've got a script. I don't, you know, I, I kind of gravitate, and I understand it's your brother, so it's different. I just pray for him. I, I like spending my time on people who are hungry and open to listen. I don't like trying to find a way to reach, like, a difficult person. But family, I, I get it. Just pray for him is the best thing because that works. Thoughts on churches that call people to give prophetic visions. I don't know. I don't have a lot of thoughts on what goes on in other churches because I, I got, you know, I think it's best as a minister just to have your whole focus occupied by what God has you doing and try to bring like correction to what other people are doing. Is the divorce an option if unequally yoked? The choosing church conflict came up after COVID and things shut down and after. No, it's your responsibility as a husband to work things out. You need to be a stronger leader in your home. So, something's wrong. You know, if your wife, if your wife, uh, I can't remember what the original thing you said was. She doesn't believe in speaking in tongues or whatever or falling under the power or, or Pentecostal, she thinks Pentecostal church is heresy. That couldn't have come up just under after COVID. You must have, you know, you're to blame as the husband. And I, I don't know you. So I'm saying, I know this sounds harsh, but okay, let's end. I'll just end it here with divorce. Divorce is a serious thing. You're not to get divorced. You, you can get divorced. You can still go to heaven, but it, it's not a light thing. People used to be very legalistic about divorce, probably too legalistic about it, and now it has swung the exact 
opposite direction where, you know, you just label everything emotional abuse. He was emotionally abusive. She was emotionally abusive. You know, even this to divorce because your wife won't listen about where you go to church. You made a vow in an altar till death do we part. You have responsibility to work your marriage out and to leave your home. And I'm going to tell you, if you can't get your wife to go to the church, it's your job to choose a church for your family. And it's your wife's job to follow you. She won't follow you. I want to know the other side of the story. You've done something to compromise trust or you're a weak leader as a man. I've never, dollars goes where I'd go. I, I can't even fathom us saying, hey, we're going to this church now. Um, I don't, I'm not going. It'd be like, it, it would never happen in a million years. Not because I'd punch her. I don't mean that. I'm in charge. So if you're not in charge, you have a problem. And I would say almost 100% of the time, any kind of problem in a marriage is the man's fault. People, I'm sure, will disagree with that, but the man is the head of the home. Notice God never... Let me ask you a question. Why did God never pull Abraham and Sarah in and have a child? Why did God never pull Isaac and Rebecca in to, to talk to him? Assuming I got the right wife. A pastor is responsible for a church. Jesus dealt with the pastors of the church in Revelation 1 to 3, not the board, not the leadership team. You're in charge and you answer for it. And the husband is the head of the home. And it's up to you to get your house together, your, your, your wife to be on your page, and your children to serve the Lord. I don't believe men when they come in and, you know, my wife, she's just been crazy, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, bullcrap. Something's wrong with you. Because God created the home to be run by the husband and father. And if you're doing what you should do, you know, you can't wait until something blows up to, to correct the problem. You have to notice your kids don't just start not serving the Lord. They start bringing their iPad to church or not wanting to go or scheduling their shift to Dunkin' Donuts during Wednesday night Bible study and Sunday morning church. You need to pick up on things before they get out of control and correct them at the infancy stage, not when it's out of control. If your wife, when did your wife start not listening to you? And again, I don't believe she thought she was Pentecostal and now believes Pentecost is heresy. I, you, you know, I don't know you, and, and I don't want to know you, and I don't mean that in a mean way. I, I don't want to know the details. But I'll tell you what happens a lot of times is people sleep around when they're dating, then they get married or whatever, then they start addressing problems in the relationship that were supposed to be addressed before they ever got married. So you picked her. It was your decision to marry her. You honor your vow and work your marriage out. You don't just throw your marriage away because there's a problem in the marriage. You know, get it, get it together. And, and a man has, has, is charged by God to do that and has the power and authority given to them by God to run their house. God doesn't tell you to lead something and then not make the grace available for you to do it. So get, get your house together. Thoughts on Dante Bone. Somebody should take his cell phone away. That's that's my thoughts. 
you say about a single pastor who can't give you marriage counseling? I don't know what that means. Why, why can't you? you? You don't have to know. You don't have to do something to give scriptural advice on it. And a pastor doesn't have to do marriage counseling anyway. That can be outsourced. Some pastors think it's a bad idea to do marriage counseling because either way, the couple leaves your church. If you solve the marriage, you know too much about them. They don't feel comfortable coming to your church anymore, so they leave. And then if you don't solve it, they leave. Men need to be men, and husbands need to be husbands and fathers. Quit blaming the devil or your wife or whatever. You know, the devil's really been just messing with my face. Bullcrap. Be a leader. The devil can't override me in my house. The devil can't override me in my marriage. I'm in charge. God put me in authority there. He didn't put the, me and the devil in charge. And we have to do it out. I'm in authority. Take authority. And that's, that's why, you know, that's why it, it's a mistake to listen to somebody talk about their marriage because you're getting one side of it. Why won't your wife listen to you? What bad decisions have you made in the past? You know what happens a lot of times? If, how much money do you make? Do you provide for your family? Because I'll tell you one thing that happens with women is if, if you're crapping the proverbial bed financially and you've been making one bad decision after another and you haven't been able to get life off the ground, they will start making their own decisions and saying, you know, you can do it, I'm doing this. They'll start fending for themselves because you didn't take care of your wife like you were supposed to. So I, I would address deeper issues. Why does your wife listen? I'd I quit, I quit you know, divorce. Look at what difference would it make? Because if you don't correct your own character problems, you're going to be in the same shape with a different woman in, an, in another six years because you're not... You're not a proper leader or husband or, or, or father. And I'll tell you another thing. How many marriage books do you own? Have you bought the book on marriage that me and Adonis wrote? Have you invested in any wisdom on the subject of marriage and how to run a home? Divorce is like the last of the last of the last options. Your husband's abusing you physically. Divorce him immediately. Call the police. Get them arrested. I'm not saying you can't ever divorce, but divorce is reserved for abuse. And by abuse, I'm talking physical abuse. I'm not talking of whatever, like everything's abuse now, emotional abuse. Now, I, I understand there's some caveats there. If somebody's a complete freaking psychopath, leaves you at home with no car, and, and takes off for three months at a time, but that's, that's actually abandoned. So you have abuse, abandonment, and adultery. Those are the three biblical reasons for divorce. You know, sexual cheating on someone. That you, you can leave if you want. Abuse, you can leave. Abandonment, you can leave. Abandonment, that you're, you know, you're not provided for. But again, almost all of those would have to do with the women, the woman leaving other than adultery, if, if the woman has an affair on you, then you can leave as a man. Because how the woman isn't responsible to provide for the husband. And if the woman is physically abusive to you, you should just stay in the marriage and like learn to be a man. I mean, if, if you're getting beat up by a woman at your house, you have deeper, deeper issues than divorce. So I know you're not going to get an answer like that. 
on most uh, people's Instagrams, but there's a reason the divorce rate's so high and there's a reason why, how to get it back down again or a way to get it back down. And one of the ways, not just to freaking cut bait every time the marriage isn't going perfectly or your wife's difficult to deal with. It just divorced for any reason. It's a sin. It's a serious sin. It hurts people. So, if you're going to do it, you better make sure it's one of the Bible reasons for divorce. Not all these new made-up reasons. Emotional abuse. Use was like the umbrella for anything, any reason to be divorced. Welp. Hope to see you tonight. At um, Lifestyle Christianity, Wataga, Texas. 7 o'clock tonight in Texas. You can watch online at 8 p.m. I love you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing the Jonathan Shuttlesworth podcast. If you're interested in supporting our mission to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, please visit revivaltoday.com and click on Give Now to become one of our monthly partners. Thank you in advance. We hope to see you soon.